Hey everyone, it's Kristen again. Today I want to talk about the blame game. Have other people always considered you big boned? Are you struggling with injuries and health issues and feel as if there's like no hope in sight? Don't worry, you were made exactly the way you are for a reason. Society tells us that we're supposed to look and act a certain way, but just look around. There's a whole lot more of us than there are of them. Let's explore how we're going to learn to accept our current situation and be truly happy with who we are. I'm Kristen Nitz, and I'm big boned and broken, and this is our journey. You know, when bad things happen to people, it is very normal for us to want to blame either ourselves, someone else, God, the universe, our neighbor, our husband, our wife, our kids, even the dog. And I just wanted to take a few minutes and talk about that. I'm not going to take a lot of your time here in regards to that. But I know for me, you know, when I fell down those stairs, I originally first blame my husband. Well, the step was loose prior to me coming home from the hospital. You should have fixed it. And then I blamed myself. Well, stupid me. I shouldn't have been coming down the stairs in a pair of socks, even though my feet were cold. And then I blamed God. Well, God, you know, you shouldn't have done that to me. You know, all that I'm going through. And the the fact is, is that we, we do this. People always want to find a reason for why bad things happen. And when they don't know what the reason is, they start to blame. Um, and there's, there's really, I guess, three types of blame game. There are the people who always, and I mean always, find a reason to blame someone else. So, okay, so you're walking outside and you're right on the borderline of your house and your neighbor's house and there's some wet leaves and guess what happens? You slip and you fall. So now it's your neighbor's fault because they're not out there 24 uh, seven sweeping up the leaves off the sidewalk or maybe, um, okay, so maybe a, a tree fell down and hit your house and it happens to be your neighbor's tree and lightning struck it, but it's your neighbor's fault because, you know, if they would have only been trimming that tree every six months, then it might not have fallen because it was top heavy. You know, it's that kind of thing. It's always somebody else's fault, no matter what. Then there's the blame yourself. And this is the category I tend to fall in. Um, and this is not a good category to fall in. Uh, and not to say that I haven't done the blame game and, and blame somebody else, you know, but this is the one I typically fall in. And this is no matter what has happened, it's my fault. No matter who did what, somehow you're asking for it. Um, it's, um, it's not necessarily 
that a person is looking for reassurance or that the person who's always blaming themselves is looking for a pat on the back and a hug and, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's not your fault. No, 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 it, it's not that. And I'm, I'm telling you that not only um, from my own standpoint, because trust me, that's not what I'm looking for when, when I do the blame game on myself. But just from just viewing things, things I've read about the blame game, typically people who blame themselves, they tend to have, um, oh, a sense of inept quality of themselves. They don't think highly of themselves. They tend to have a little bit of a lack of confidence in themselves. So that's, that's that blame game. Then, then there's the last blame and that's the blame of fate. And that is the blaming of God or the blaming of the universe or whatever your thing is that, that you have your faith or belief in. And usually it goes something like, well, if God really loved me, he wouldn't have allowed that. Or, <laughs> and I've had people tell me this when I was going through this whole ordeal. Well, you know, God's trying to teach you a lesson. He's trying to test your faith. How faithful are you? That's what this is. Or somebody might say, well, you know, the universe is just not on my side. So where do you fall in? Do you fall in blaming someone else all the time? Do you fall into you blame yourself? It's always my fault. Do you blame fate? It's God or the universe. So um, we do this, I think, for several reasons. I think the first and foremost is that um, we simply don't want to look bad. You know, come on. Who wants to look bad? Who wants to take responsibility now, not to say that sometimes it may not be your fault, you know, coming down those stairs, it was all circumstantial, you know? Yeah, I was wearing socks. Yeah, the step was loose. Yeah, I had my hip replacement. But was it my fault? Was it my husband's fault? Was it God's fault? Was it the earth's fault? The universe's fault? No, there was no fault to be had. It just happened. Okay. So, but the thing is, is that we tend to not want to take responsibility for whatever's happened to us. We tend to simply not want to look bad. Well, it was so-and-so's fault that this happened, right? Um, a lot of times, like I said earlier, it's about a lack of self-esteem, a lack of feeling good about yourself. So, you take upon yourself the fault. So that way, and <laughs> I'm really putting myself out here a little bit. For me, it's about, <laughs> it's about, I don't want people to talk about me behind my back, even though I know people do. Um, I don't want people to talk about me behind my back. So I'm going to face it head on and it's my fault. You understand that? I don't know if I quite put it eloquently enough, but 
you kind of see that it's like it's like getting up and making fun of yourself being fat before anybody has the chance to call you fat so you're putting yourself out there on the limb right away so that nobody can come back and go oh look it's your fault well I already told you it was right um, another reason that we do this too, uh, uh, is we want others to hurt like we're hurting. So we blame them. So maybe, um, let me think of an example. Okay. So I, I'm cooking dinner, right? And I burn the rice. Whose fault is it? Well, I mean, reality is, is probably mine because I wasn't paying attention, but no, uh-uh, now it's my husband's fault or it's my kid's fault because my kid asked me a question and I wanted to answer it, which put, took my mind off the rice and now it's his fault or it's my husband's fault because, man, you know, if my husband would be, um, I don't know, would be doing his job around the house, right? I wouldn't be thinking about how mad I am at him and therefore I wouldn't be burning the rice, I mean, I'm being silly here. Okay. I know, but theoretically, this is how people start to see other people as, as being their scapegoat for taking responsibility. Now, I, I just want to say before I move on, when I say taking responsibility, I don't necessarily mean that taking responsibility because it's my fault. I mean, taking responsibility as more of an acceptance of what's happened to you. Does, does that make sense? When, when bad things happen to us, you know, we just need to learn to accept it. Now, does that mean we have to like it? No. Does that mean that we have to want it? No. Does it mean that we want, that we shouldn't try to fix it? No. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying that we have to accept it. So um, if you listen to my very first podcast, which was episode one, I titled it so that everybody could kind of go back there and kind of get a history of me. Um, when I had all these accidents, so, you know, I had my hip operation, I fell down the stairs, I pinched the nerve behind my knee, I shattered my ankle, I tore my meniscus, my mother passed away, um, I had cancer, uh, all this stuff, all this stuff happening within a year's time, I could have blamed anybody, I could have blamed my husband. I could have said, well, this is all your fault because we're not doing this and you're not doing that. And, you know, it's your fault. Um, I could have blamed myself. I could have said, well, I'm such a stupid idiot. I should have done this. I should have done that. If I weren't this, if I weren't that, you know, I could have blamed God. I could have said, God, this is your fault. You don't care about me. I must be an awful person for you to allow this stuff to happen in my life. So the reality of it, sure, I went through all those phases, especially with my mom. Um, that was the biggest blame game of them all. I really never 
ever really blame my husband for anything. I'm using him right now as an example because he is in the very next room making noise. And (laughs) in my head as I'm talking, I'm thinking, can you please be quiet? I'm trying to do a podcast. So (laughs) that's why I keep using my husband. But honestly, I never blamed him for anything. Matter of fact, he was... um, He was my rock, man. I don't, I don't think I actually would be as far as I am in my healing process if he wouldn't have been round. I, I really don't because, because he was always there saying, let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me take you. Let me do this for you. Let me do that for you. Um, that gave me the strength to want to do more for myself because I'm that kind of person who, oh, I don't like people to dote on me. I just, ah, oh, it just, I I don't like to be that kind of center of attention. And for those of you who might be listening, who happen to know me on a personal level, you might be thinking to yourself, what? This is a person who likes to get up on a stage and either act in a musical or sing solos. How is it that you don't like to be a center of attention? It's different. I know I'm I'm digressing here. I promise I'll come back to the subject at hand. But it's very different to get on a stage and, and get up there and sing your little heart, la, la, than it is for people to be like, are you okay? Let me help you. Let me cook for you. Let me do this. Let me do that. Because I'm, I'm a people pleaser to a certain degree. And I, I want to do for other people. I want to help other people. I want to be the one who's cooking and helping and cleaning and blah, 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 blah. So anyways, sorry, I digressed a little bit there. So we were talking about um, uh, the blame game. So when, when all this happened to me, with my mother. Um, you know, as I said earlier in one of my other previous podcasts, um, my mother had gotten ill prior to, um, my hip operation and just a couple minutes on that. Um, my mom did not take the greatest care of her health. Um, she absolutely hated doctors and I mean hated them and it was to a point where she was having to see a doctor once a month on a regular basis you know and she hated that and or actually I think it was every three months and she had gotten to the point where her legs were constantly extremely swollen And I was constantly begging her, please, mom, please, ma, let's go see the doctor. Let's go see the doctor. And it got to the point, you guys are all going to freak out right now. And hopefully I won't start tearing up. It got to the point where her legs actually started weeping. And when I say weeping, I mean like tearing up constantly wet. And this is her calves and ankles. Um, for those of you out there who are doctors and nurses and any kind of medical professional, we all know that this is not good. I begged and begged and begged and begged, but of course she has said, no, no, no. And finally I made a doctor's appointment for her. And I said, you're going, I don't care. 
And the day that I went to the doctor with her, this is before my hip operation. The day I went to the doctor with her, her doctor literally gasped out loud and told us that we needed to go to the ER immediately. On the way out, my mom never knew this, the doctor pulled me aside and asked me about it. And I actually got scared because I was afraid that what was going to happen was that someone was going to think that I wasn't taking good enough care of my mom and self-preservation here <laughs> um, that I could possibly go to jail for not taking good enough care of her. Um, I also thought that she was going to tell me that my mom was going to die. So I had these two thoughts in my head. Um, the first one never was even brought up. Um, but the second one, uh, it was. The doctor told me that she knows how my mom is. She's been seeing her for years and years. And she knows she's a stubborn, stubborn woman. And that she put her hand on my shoulder and she goes, I don't want you to blame yourself. She goes, I've been seeing you now for several years and I know how much you love your mom and dote on her. So we went to the emergency room and immediately they hospitalized her. Now, just knowing that my hip operation was not too far away. It was less than a month. And I kept talking about, well, maybe I should cancel my hip operation, just put it out for another month or so. Um, so while my mom was in the hospital, a couple of days before she got released, of course, they all, the nurses come in and we start talking about coming home. <sighs> Sorry. And my mom and my husband and I, you know, again, I just kept talking about, please just let, I should cancel my appointment. And the decision, unanimous decision between everybody around me, including my friends and other family members, was that I needed to not get my hip operation and put my mom in a uh, rehab center for a little bit so that she could rehab while I was rehabbing and then we would come home together and we would rehab at home together and she would start walking you know a house or two with me and so forth um, unfortunately that didn't happen um, so, you know, the blame here with my mom was that when I got out of rehab, we had waited another day or two to get her out of rehab just so that I could get home, get acclimated and so forth. And then we bring her home and, you know, it. I had this glorious feeling that this was going to be great. I was going to rehab with my mom. We were going to have fun and laugh and 
that that didn't happen. She came home. She didn't recognize me at first. It was really scary. My mom had never been like that. Never. Um, the rehab place that she was at, you know, it was very easy for me to blame them at first. This is their fault. They didn't take care of her. This is their fault. They weren't feeding her. The, there was times when in when I was in rehab and she was in rehab that I would call and she'd say, yeah, I've been sitting here for 20 minutes, you know, waiting for someone to come help me go bath to the bathroom, you know? And so it was very easy for me to blame the rehab place. Um, when she passed away several days later after she came home, it was then seriously easy for me to blame myself. As a matter of fact, I blamed myself so badly that I had to seek some counseling through my church um, to help me through that. It was bad. It was so bad that I physically and mentally um, aged several years. Um, people were constantly telling me I was looking tired and I, and I was, I was exhausted. I couldn't sleep. I was constantly crying. You know, I had, I, I, it was just awful. And then when I, all the other stuff, the falling down the stairs happened, it was even more, it was just piling and piling. And it was so easy just to blame myself. This is my fault. I'm a horrible evil person that this is happening to me. I deserve this one way or another. The thing is that that's not true. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it was meant to be. It was just the way it was supposed to happen. I didn't do anything or could have changed anything. What if I didn't get my hip operation? Would my mom still have passed away? Probably. Would she have lasted a few more days? Maybe. Maybe maybe she would have lasted another two weeks. But she still would have passed away. If I would have postponed my hip operation, would I have fallen down the stairs? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe not. More than likely? Probably. Because I still would have had my bedroom upstairs at that point. So my point is, is that we can do all the blaming we want in the world. But we got to, we got to like, accept what's happened to us. We've got to look at God or the universe, or Buddha, or whatever your, your preference is, your faith. In my case, it's, it's God. And we got to look at him straight up in the face and say, I accept what's happening to me, what is being allowed to happen to me. And I may not be okay with it, but right now, from the point that I accept it, I need to move forward. Because here's the thing. When you wallow, here's your take home. <laughs> when you wallow in this blame, that's where you stay. You can't heal. You can't get better. 
You can't look to the future. There is no future. There is no getting better. There's no picking up and 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 healing your injuries and healing your heart and healing your mind because you're wallowing in this blame. So for those of you who might be out there, like really in the thick of your injuries right now, I want you to sit down for one second and think about all the people that you've blamed for all the things that have happened to you. And I want you to wipe that slate clean, including blaming yourself. And then I want you to accept what's happened to you. It doesn't mean you have to like it, but accept it. This has happened to me. There's nothing anyone could have done differently, including myself, that could change this. And then now that you've said that to yourself, I want you to take one small step into healing yourself. Whether that's going to the physical therapy, or maybe you're doing that already, but you're not doing it at home. Okay, take the physical therapy home and start doing it at home. Maybe you need to see a counselor and just talk about it with somebody. Maybe you don't have somebody in your life that you can talk with. Then do that. Talk about it with someone. If you are a person of faith, then I want you to get down on your hands and knees if you can. And I want you to pray. But more than anything, I want you to find one, one thing that is good out of all this. And I know if it's right, just brand spanking new, that's going to be really hard. But you know what? Within the first four months, I was able to finally see the one thing. Because I am a person of faith, because I was always praying and, and thanking God that I had life, that I was alive, right? I had several people watching me and watching how I reacted, including my family. And I had several people come up to me and tell me how much my words, my actions touched them. And that's what I want you to start thinking about today. Quit the blame game. Start to heal yourself and then think about all the people that are watching you and how you're reacting to this. Are you reacting in a way that you can help someone else who's in pain and who's hurting and who can say, wow, I want to be like that? Because hopefully someday when your healing has come down the road a little bit, hopefully someday you can look back on it, start your own blog, start your own podcast, write your own book. So I hope that today can be the day that you can stop the blame and you can move forward in your own healing and be an example to the people around you of how to react in the face of all these hardships 
Thank you again for listening. Have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to us here or on your favorite social media platform so that we can continue our journey together. And visit us at bigboneandbroken.com for even more content and resources. I'm Kristen Nitz, and I'm Big Bone and Broken.